Amen. So I'm wearing a mask because uh, I share an office with the lovely Phil and Sue and they were coughing and spluttering all over the place on Thursday. And I was thinking, hmm, this doesn't bode well. So, yes, Vicky, you watch out. So, um, and then I suddenly started with a bit. It's not necessarily massive, but I'm wearing a mask because I don't want to protect you lot. Um, it's only a little something. So, um, yeah. And we're all going to be fine for next week. Okay, so I'm not sure about you, but I've really enjoyed the home series. And today is the concluding talk. And it falls to me to draw it all together. And Vicky started the series and she set the scene and she encouraged us to consider that we create a home for people who come to Junction 10. And uh, Joe talked to us about the hallway and about our welcome and what we do. Sue spoke to us about the living room and asked us about our habits and our values, what they were. Then Phil spoke to us about the dining room and the importance to feed on the word of God. And the staff team spoke to us about the kitchen and the importance of catering to all that live in the home and, uh, and about serving one another for the home to function. Will spoke to us about the study and the fact that we need to take time in God's presence and lean in to hear him speak. Phil Miles spoke to us last week about the bathroom and the juxtaposition of unclean and purity. And please be aware that I am massively oversimplifying the talks over the last few weeks. And can I just encourage you to watch or listen, listen to the podcasts um, again, because um, some of the stuff has been so great, it's worth listening to again. And also... We, it's not just in the main church that we've been doing this. They've also been following this in the youth and in kids' discipleship. And uh, it was only on Thursday as we were praying for all of you that Sue was sharing with us as a staff team the way that God had been speaking to our children and our young people and some really powerful things that have been coming out. And um, Crystal, we really appreciated you uh, sharing that this morning with us. <clears throat> so now... Today's session is the bedroom. Now, at the same time as looking closely at each room, we've also been considering um, three R's. And I don't mean reading, writing and arithmetic for those. Two. Um, uh, but in fact, relationships, responsibility and rele uh, revelation. And as we come to clo the close of this series and get ready to welcome people over the Christmas period and over the service, I wanted to ask you, have you developed relationships with people in this home? Are you ready to develop relationships with new people? Have you taken on any extra responsibility? Now, we are really blessed because we asked you guys to help and serve. And we, we just want to, you know, you have been so amazing. And we want to say thank you for everybody that has stepped up and helped. And I wonder, I wonder, are you doing what God is wanting you to do? Some of the, some of the jobs that we do, they're not all wonderful don't get me wrong some of the jobs I do they're not necessarily what I feel completely called to do um 
stocking up the communion pots and what we have every week. That's not necessarily what I think is, you know, directly from the kingdom of heaven, but it needs to be done. But there are other jobs that I know are definitely what God has called. So, for example, what are you really good at? Are you leaning into your strengths, your sweet spot? One of my favourite programmes is Dinner Ladies. It's written by Victoria Wood. And uh, on one episode, they have a character who is a substitute manager. And she manages to upset absolutely everyone. You might have, you might have had experience in this in your own work. I don't know. But in this episode, she upsets everyone and doesn't like people. And on a special event where the whole team is needed, she manages to reduce the staff team from six to two. And one of the two is her. She then says that she's applied for a job and she leaves the main character, Bren, to go and start this job. She says that she realises that it suits her and it's perfect for her. Um, Bren is a bit devastated. I can see some of you obviously know and watch the programme by the smiles on your faces. I'm obviously not the only one who loves it. Um, and uh, it turns out that it's a lighthouse keeper, which basically means she can't upset anybody and she'll be completely on her own, so it's perfect for her. But I do love that episode. Now, I wonder... Are you leaning into what's good for you? When I was younger, I'd always done children's work. I loved it. I'd previously been a nursery nurse before I became a nurse. And when I came to Junction involved in youth and the worship team, which was very different to what I had done, but God blessed me. I wonder, are you doing a role that suits you? Do you need a change? What is the Holy Spirit nudging you to do? Is it leaning into your strength? Remember, Will felt God was telling him to use his mind for him. I wonder, what is your sweet spot? What about current revelation? What's God speaking to you about? How is the Holy Spirit nudging you? God has um, been speaking to me for the past three years about something that doesn't necessarily come naturally to me, but God has kept encouraging me and prompting me. So in September, I started a master's in theology and it's challenging me to my very core, but I am trusting God to help me as clearly led me to this study. And I'm hoping that it won't just bless me, but it'll bless my ministry here. I wonder, as we start talking about the bedroom, let's keep those three R's in our minds, relationships, responsibility, and revelation. So let's talk about the bedroom. I've got three points and they all begin, begin with R. So now, as a child, I shared a bedroom with my sister until I left home at the age of 18. Now, fortunately, it was a decent-sized bedroom. Um, we started off with the bedroom all completely shared, you know, with the two single beds, you know, all that kind of jazz. Um, but gradually, as the years progressed and we became teenagers, my dad put the wardrobes down the middle of the room not completely blocking it off, so that we've got a bit of our own space. My sister is four years older than me, so I am sure that she was desperately fed up of me, her little sister, um, because I was also a lot messier than her. 
I have improved with age, but um, anyway, <laughs> I'm not, I've got pictures to, to prove that. So when I left home at 18, I then had my own room for nine years until I got married at 27, and then I was back sharing a room again. <laughs> now, it does suggest that children should have their own room, but if you, like me, are kind of, you've got the space that you've got, and that's it. You have to get on with it, don't you? So maybe it's a case of we've got a little box room. And in our little box room, Jaden, when he stayed over the other night um, for their Christmas special, he went, this room is so room <laughs> Because it's got a tiny, you know, the narrow beds. Look at him shaking his head. Yeah. Um, tiny narrow bed, two foot three. You know, those beds <laughs> that you just about have to hoik over when you turn. You can't turn properly. So I wonder, even when you've got a bedroom and you're wondering why I'm wittering on, you're thinking, will you just get on to your first point? You have to remember a bedroom is a place of privacy, vulnerability and intimacy, which leads to my first point and my first R, which is remove you don't want to remove your clothing in the lounge do you you want a private space where you can take your stuff off where you can remove the things of the day physically and mentally dirty clothes get discarded and they get put out to be washed hopefully the bedroom provides the privacy to remove that clothing and when we consider that act, sometimes we need a private space to take off what the world has put on you and remind yourself of what God says about you. And as you have that quiet private space, you can take time to adjust your clothing. Now, obviously, we're talking about actual physical clothing, but it's a metaphor, isn't it? for spiritual things, just as clothes need a wash, um, and your mind, your mind and your heart may also need to be cleansed and reset. Romans chapter 12, it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 says to put off your old self which being, belongs to your former manner of life is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on your new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. If you remember Will told us about his leather chair didn't he? that he sits and reads and studies. For me, the place where I meet Jesus is when I'm sat in bed. Why? Because I do it daily. My daily devotional in a morning is sat in bed. I love it. When no one will and listen to what Jesus is saying to me. You can create a place of intimacy between you and Jesus where you shut out the world and you draw close to Jesus. 
where you remove the words and the opinions from the world that are filling your heart and your mind and you focus on what he says in his word, who you are in him. And this is my place where I imagine when I consider in talking to, with, the, with the Lord because we meet together regularly in that place. It's the place where I utter the words, I love you, Lord, over and over again. Sometimes when I'm falling asleep, sometimes when I'm not quite awake, it's the one thing where I'm saying, Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your graciousness. I thank you for your goodness to me. That's what happens when I'm, I'm in my bedroom. And it's a place sometimes where I resp with a response where I rant. Sometimes I have a rant. I don't know whether you do. Maybe you think I'm irreverent, but I have a rant with the Lord where something's not fair or it's unjust. Whether it's about me or whether it's about somebody else, I have a rant. And then there are other times where, um, where I've, I've expressed my struggles. Intimacy comes from sharing. And it's both ways. It's not one way. It's both ways. There are times when you realise how wrong you've been. Times where you share how upset or hurt you are. Times of celebration. Intimacy comes from navigating valleys together. So if you want a deeper relationship with God and with others in Junction 10, that might mean that you might have to share something about yourself. Second R, before you lose it and thinking, how long is she going to be? Second R is rest, okay? So I'm not sure about you, but I love my bed. And having worked shifts for 24, 27 years, I taught myself to go to sleep when I get the opportunity. Now, I can't sleep in a chair, unlike Adam, uh, but I can, so long as I've got horizontal space. It could be a piece of floor. I don't really care. If I've got somewhere I can lie down, I can go to sleep just like that. Um, now, if I get two hours sleep, I can just about function. I can function reasonably well on four hours sleep, but I could get a, a full night's sleep. And as the children have grown up, we've always taught them, if you have a run of stuff where you're busy, and I'm sure you do this as well, if you have a stuff where you're running busy, you say, put yourself to bed early. You know, and you kind of like, I do that to myself sometimes. I think I need to just put myself to bed early, stop talking to people and shut up and go to sleep. And I'll be much better when I wake up in the morning. I don't know whether you feel like that, but sometimes that's really helpful. And so therefore, wherever you are, it's perhaps life is overwhelming and maybe you just need some really good sleep. And whether you only have a small amount of sleep, sometimes we can over-spiritualise stuff. And no matter how old you are, you need sleep. Even if you cope normally on a lot less. In ICU, our patients um, who don't get a good sleep and a night and day pattern develop something called delirium. And they get hallucinations. Their perception is distorted and it takes considerable time to recover. Do you just need rest? It says in Psalm 23, this is the, from the New Living Translation, the Lord is my shepherd. I have 
all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. Do you ever pause and just imagine those green meadows and how lovely, you know, if it was a hot summer's day and there was no agenda that you could just lie on the blanket. (sighs) He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. And then it says in Matthew chapter 11, come to me all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Perhaps you just genuinely need some rest and recover, whether you're caring for loved ones, work demands may be particularly high, or children, ill relatives are disturbing your sleep. Maybe you just need some sleep. Perhaps you need peace in your head from the busyness that sometimes can't be still. Ask the Lord to come in and still your thoughts. Thoughts that chase you. Perhaps about what people think of you, whether you feel that you're good enough or whether you feel that you've got anything of value to offer. Please hear me today. Psalm 139 says that each of you are wonderfully and fearfully made. And you are not a mistake. In the carol that we just sang, Silent Night, Holy Night, all is calm, all is bright. Often we can find ourselves not calm and still. I'm feeling very much in the dark. Can I ask, whose voice are you listening to? Young people, this is for you. In 1 Kings chapter 19, a man called Elijah was trying to discern God's voice. And the verse reads, the Lord was not in the wind. The Lord was not in the earthquake. The Lord was not in the fire. The Lord was in the gentle whisper. Elijah Elijah knew it was God speaking. If If the voice, because he heard the whisper, If the voice is loud and shouting, my question is, is it the Lord? Rest. My final R is rearm. Now, I know it's kind of cheating because it's not really a proper R. So uh, you can beat me up later, but meh. In our bedroom, we prepare for a new day or for the next event. If we're going out for a special event or um, a night out, we look out of the window or if you're a younger generation like my kids, they check their weather app um, and uh, they dress according to the day. Or we consider what we've got planned. If I'm going on a hike, I don't wear high heels. I wear thick socks and walking boots. Also, recognising the season. Often Adam will say, uh, I hope we get the weather that they're expecting. (laughs) 
the interesting thing about this is that although we're currently in a season of winter, there are many in this room and you could be in a slightly different season or place in your life. Not everyone is in the same season or place. Some are in a place of mourning. Some are in a place of recovery. Some a place of celebration and others in a place of change or upheaval. Rearming yourself is when you clothe yourself. Put on God's armour so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armour so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. Stand your ground. Put on the belt of truth, the body armour of righteousness, the shoe, for the shoes put on peace that comes from the good news that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith and stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the word of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers. Are you putting on the armour of God and protecting yourself? Young people, it's a tough world. And school and all the politics of friendships can be really difficult. Please put on your armour. And folks, don't presume that young people have it really easy. They are dealing with so much of this world that we need to pray for them and support them. Rearm yourself in your bedroom before you face the world. Your bedroom should be a place where you remove what people and the world place on you. A place of safety. A place where you rest physically and spiritually and allow your body to recover and allow your heart and your headspace to recover. Build relationships with value that are a two-way investment. As an 18-year-old living in West London, some of my closest friends were two elderly women, Edna and Elsie. We would spend time together and I loved them and they loved me. And I thank God for those women and for the time that we spent together. Sometimes friendships can be really surprising that you wouldn't imagine elderly women and an 18-year-old, but it really was a blessing to me. The bedroom is a place of intimacy and, it, and the reassurance that a friend, Jesus, will always be present. I'm going to ask the band to come up as I prepare for this final song. And one of the songs that we're going to be singing is Gratitude. And Gratitude has the words of a chorus, which I'm going to ask Millie to put up. And it says in the chorus, So I throw up my hands 
and praise you again and again because all that I have is a hallelujah. You know, sometimes that might be all that you have. You may not have the energy for anything else but a hallelujah. And it says, I've nothing else fit for a king. Then it says, come on my soul. Don't get shy on me. We're going to sing and we're going to worship together with this final song. Let's stand together and let's just put our intimacy in. Whether you sing or whether you close your eyes and you utter the words, let's sing with gratitude, shall we? Thanks, team.